Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to all the episode of Factor Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Josie by Tom. Where are you, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? I'm fantastic. Pat Miss Weather is actually killing me. As a slightly fair-haired gentleman out in the sun all day, I'm, I'm not taking too well about yourself. Yeah, I'm struggling myself. I, I, I do enjoy a bit of heat on holiday, but not when you're trying to go about your day-to-day business as normal. Yeah. No good this week. He's called it the works just us two. So this week we're going to be discussing our watch list for game week one and who we've got kind of down with some rough estimates. Next week we'll be revealing our draft slash team that's the plans for next week, but we'll get there next week. So we'll read our watch list. Before we get there, Tom done a bit of research on friendlies and cup games, which would help the watch list. So we're going to start this week with Tom. Thanks, so Tom, over to you. Okay, so I've just looked at each individual team. The pre-season um, format for each team has been a bit different. Uh, some have not done a lot at all. Some of them are involved in the League Cup. Others aren't. Others have quite a range of pre-season friendlies and others not so much, so we'll just kind of run through the league, see who's been playing, who's been in form, and see if there's any takeaways. Um, first one up here, I've got Rangers. So the games they've played just now, are they had a 1-0 win against Partick Thistle, which included an hitting goal and a Hadji assist. Uh, they lost 1-0 to Tranmere Rovers, and they drew 2-2 to Arsenal. Uh, the two goals scored were Balogun and, again, Cedric Itton, and the assists were Tav and Glenn Middleton, both of which, from what I gather, were corners, so set pieces. They didn't play the game against Blackpool due to a COVID cancellation, and they've still got to play Premier League's Brighton and Glamour tie with Real Madrid friendly as well. So, are you considering any Rangers players in your first draft, or you got one at least? I think I'll have three, 100%. Home at Lincoln, first game. If you want to go off a flyer, game week one. I, th- I think I would be... I think most people would be doing the same. A bit of, a bit of brains would be going for the target Rangers at least game week one. And you'll know, you see alternative with Celtic, but they're away to hearts, tricky ties, so I could probably target Rangers definitely game week one. Yep. There's been a bit of discussion about if Tav's off penalties, maybe switching over to another player. Are you considering that, or is Tav... Well and truly nailed at the minute. It's Tav and Tall, he's not Tav. I mean, that's the best bit to put in it. Tav and here, as it stands, it's always Captain Tav. He's on pens. I believe he's scored one and one and five. And Barris scored four and five the last penalties. I think that's the, yeah. that's the start. So if Tav misses one more, I think he'll be off penalties. 
Uh, as much as I still think it would be a great asset in the game, if he's not on penalties, I think people will be changing from Tavernier to either Barisic, if he's on penalties, especially Barisic, Golson, if he's nailed, and Tyler becomes that nailed other centre-back, unless JR's got to plan to rotate the centre-back, which seems to be the talk. Yeah, I mean, missed out Patterson as well. Other story would be that if JR's going to try to get Patterson the team at some point, then you would, could have Tavernier as an out-of-position player further up the field. But I'm going to suggest don't jump into that because I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. That's just a thought for throughout the season to get Patterson in the team. Yeah. After the discussion last week, I kind of had a look on who scored to see who got the most. They don't really have a breakdown of bonus points, but they have a breakdown of man of the match. And you can see that Tav had the most man of the match um, with seven, I think. So I would presume that would mean he would if they're following the who scored format, he would get on seven occasions, he got three bonus points. So um, I'm sticking with Tab for now anyway. Um, next up, we have Dundee United, who've had quite a number of games actually, um, and some quite decent scores as well. Mainly Scottish lower league teams. Um, Dundee United started off with a 4 1 win against Brecon. That was that involved a Nicky Clark hat trick and also a goal from Peter Pollock. I don't have the information of assists. I think a lot of the guys that write up the match reports are still on furlough through the summer, so um, apologies for that. Um, they had a 1-0 win against Kelty Hearts, which was in the Premier Sports Cup. It was a Shanklin goal and an assist from Kieran Freeman. A 6-1 win against Elgin. Shanklin got two goals. Nicky Clark got a goal. Peter Pollock got a goal. Kieran Freeman, we're seeing that name again. And also Chris Mochran. Assist came from Shank, again, Kieran Freeman, Peter Pollitt and Ryan Edwards. I think we all seen the 1-0 win against our broth with Mulgrew's free kick, which was a big belter. And the most recent game was played, I think it was last night, and it was a 1-0 win against East Fife. Um, Peter Pollitt scored the goal there as well. You confident on Dundee United this season? Obviously, Mickey Mellon's departed. What were we thinking? Not as confident. I'm kind of trying to read the room with the United fans as well on Twitter. I follow quite a few of them. I don't think they seem pleased as well, majority. I, I believe they... I might say disrespectful. The United fans always think they're a big big club because they're a big club for years. So maybe they've got that mindset they should be doing better all the time. Maybe not with baby steps. But if I wait and see... I do like Shanklin being much cheaper up front. So mm-hmm. easy to get to if you want to do something like that. If you have a bit of form... Well, wait and see for me. As you say, Tom, they played a lot of lower league clubs. You can't really take from that much what they really like, but they've not been too bad. So I take that form in the season. We'll wait and see. Yeah, there's a few names that stick out from last season. Obviously, Nicky Clark, and he was a good cheap option. I think he's still quite cheap this season as well. Shankland was obviously underwhelming, and we have Charlie Mulgrew, who we're very familiar with, considering he played for Celtic, Aberdeen. Um, he was a- if Mulgrew's in set pieces, then I believe that's going to be a no-brainer, but it's, it's a game yeah. all the time. Right, that's what we all remember him for. Dundee United, very difficult start to the, the season. Mm-hmm. They play Aberdeen first, then Rangers, then St. Johnston, then Hearts. Um, so, tricky start. So, maybe a case of wait and see with Dundee United. But if you're keen for Charlie Mulgrew, I know I've seen him in quite a few drafts. Um I know he's good, not only in free kicks, but if he's on the receiving end of a corner, he can score a few goals as well. 
He's also a good price point that three million quid, so it doesn't work out. He can go many places away from him. Do you want to, do you know what I mean? He's, mm. not, he's one of the more expensive middle middle kind of defenders. So if he's not playing or not on three kicks, but you'd think he can easily move elsewhere. That's right. Yeah. Um, that's us with Dundee United, I think. Aberdeen went through this one quickly. Um, it was a 1 1 draw against Cali Thistle. It was a Jet goal and a Niall McGinn assist. I noticed in the match report as well, Jet was getting quite a lot of mentions. He was getting a few chances, but didn't manage to put them all away. And the only other game they've played is a 0 0 draw against St. Johnston. So not much to speak about. But they do play BK Hacken tomorrow night in the Europa Conference Cup qualifier. Aberdeen, I think they've got rid of all the strikers and they've got a couple of new boys in. Jet, Ramirez, Scott Brown as well has came in. Up front, um, what? Good. <laughs> oh, no, just in midfield. Um, how are you feeling about Aberdeen's chances this season? Uh, I find it quite surprising. They've only played two friendlies before they go to Europe. Yeah. I feel like I can back and bite them. Uh, I mean, I like... What's it called with Stephen Glass talking? I like the way he talks and... I think he's quite an aging squad at certain bits, but Scott Brown's new made captain. I suppose you get a run instinct, but we think he's passed it watching him. I like the sound of the boy Ramirez up front, but again, I've not seen much. I will watch a game tomorrow night, actually, just, just, just for, for the whole purposes of this game. Mm-hmm. It will be a, a watch and see. I still think we've got a pretty decent squad overall, but so I still think we'd be the top half quite easily. It depends what he's going to try to do, and will they kick on and try something different, and will they try to challenge for cups? Yeah. Scott Brown's obviously getting on a bit. Jet, I don't know. I like Jet. I like what I see them. I don't know if he's close, yeah. hot and cold. He does. He does. And this Ramirez is a bit of an unknown entity as well. He sounds fancy, so, doesn't he? He sounds fancy. Yeah. yeah. I know if his name was Roberts or something, I don't think anyone would be as I, excited. I believe we both said he would be the highest goal, highest point scorer outside Old Firm, Tom, last That's week's right. pod. So taking a chance. Um, I, I think. All eyes are going to be on these Europa League qualifiers, really, to see how the see how they cope. Um, first competitive game. We really, we really need to suss out Aberdeen before we commit. I think um, that's where I am certainly. Um, and that leaves us with Celtic, who played a qualifier last night. I'll just run you through the pre-season, but you'll be more than familiar with it. Uh, the one against Sheffield Wednesday, three-one win. Goals from a Yeti, uh, young Owen Moffat, and Edward assists. I think it was Ewan Henderson got a couple of assists there. Uh, they also managed a 2-1 win against Charlton with goals from Karamoko Dembele and Ayeti. And Dembele also registered an assist there as well. It was a 0-0 draw with Bristol City, a 1-0 loss to Preston North End. And last night it was a 1-1 draw uh, against Midland in the Champions League qualifier. New boy Abada goal. And watching the game, it was... Initially, a Ryan Christie shot. The goalkeeper managed to he might he managed to save it, but he didn't keep it in his hands. It deflected off the keeper, and Abada got the goal. So, under the fantasy rules, that would be a Ryan Christie assist. Good trick, um, In the game as well, Christie also hit the woodwork, missed a big chance. Edward was through on a one-on-one with the keeper, knocked it right at him. We've seen that a good few times last season. Cal McGregor hit the post, and they lined up with the defence of Greg Taylor. Nerd Beaton, uh, Welsh, and Ralston. Very young starting lineup. Can you expand on that, Peter? How are you feeling? Hey. A lot to work with, but a lot of work to do. I suppose that's the real Celtic, I suppose. 
Uh, I, I thought we played pretty well last night, to be honest, considering what I was expectation-wise. It's going to be really hard to pick out Celtic assets right now when the score's totally changing. I've got a question earlier on Twitter. I think Welsh is pretty much have nailed where the Celtic back line right now because we need two centre-backs to replace who have got. So he'd be sitting there. Taylor, maybe if you want, needs maybe more attacking, but I think Welsh is cheaper. In midfield, it seems to be it's good with Sorrow, McGregor, and Turnbull with the three. Mm-hmm. Maybe that? Yep. But, I mean, I was thinking about a Jay, then up then last night at Ward Place, so it's going to be a wait and see who's going to be there when the season starts. I mean, I mean, I would say I thought Edward and Chris would be off but they both did try last night. They both seem to work for it, so they're both buying ease to play for the team. Mm-hmm. So, or they're just putting themselves in the shop. And yeah, but maybe they'll do that in a way that's help benefit beneficial to both the club yeah. and them. So, I mean, especially Ryan Christie. I mean, I met him as a slag Ryan Christie last year, and I thought Ryan Christie was man of the match last night. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, I, I thought Welsh had a good game as well. Definitely did. Yeah, I thought he had a very good game. Cooper is very. Um, for, for me, looking at my fantasy team, I don't know if I'd be going in with a Celtic defender considering how young the back line is and how vulnerable they look. Um, coming from a Celtic supporter perspective, everyone's crying out for a goalkeeper, centre-backs, left-back and right-back. Just so the, the full-back line? It's pretty, much the, it's pretty <laughs> much the full back line. So I don't know how confident I am on the defence. Abada obviously looked good going forward. 19-year-old Israeli wonder kid that we've signed. Uh, if he was to get start. If he was to get a team in the, uh, sorry, a position in the starting lineup, he's very cheap. He's actually only four point eight million, which is extremely cheap for a Celtic asset. And if he was to start week in week out, even if he was just coming on as a bit of a, a super sub against tired legs, he might not be a bad fourth or fifth choice midfielder depending on how you're structuring your team. So definitely one for the watch list. Um, all I can say, Tom, is we see the way. Uh, the way Angie's going to be a high press and really quick tempo, I can see a lot of rotation with players, especially up the field, because it's a lot of work. Yeah. Need a lot of bodies. But then I suppose you get a body spirit, but I can see that being son a, a staple of the future. Depends how fit these guys are as well. I mean, yeah, he's certainly not a picture of fitness. He looks much better this year than he did last year, mind you. He's dropped at least yeah. a stone. <laughs> Another two to go. <laughs> Um, next up, we've got Dundee, um, who's actually had quite a good uh, run as well in their pre-season. Um, 3-0 win against Forfar, again, another Scottish lower league side. Um, goals from Paul McGowan and Paul McMullen, and also Danny Mullen. Charlie Adam got all three assists. 3-0 win against Leighton Orient. Uh, goals from Luke McGowan, Lee Ashcroft, and Alex Jakubak. Assists came from Charlie Adam and Finn Robertson. A 2-2 draw against West Ham. So we're talking English Premier League standard here. Um, goals came from Charlie Adam and Paul McMullen. Assists from Declan McDade and Jordan McGee. And then a 4-0 win against Brora Rangers. Again, lower Scottish league opposition. Paul McMullen, two goals. Paul McGowan, two goals. Alex Jakubit, a goal. And assist came from Paul McMullen times two and Charlie Adam times two. So... Also, they had a game against Ross County, which was cancelled due to a COVID outbreak at Ross County as well. Um, Paul McMullen has had four goals and two assists in pre-season. Charlie Adam, one goal and five assists. 
a friend, Maz, he did a breakdown of Dundee mm-hmm. and pointed out that 30% of um, Dundee's goals last season came through Charlie Adam and that they only managed to keep six clean sheets in the championship. So what are you thinking for Dundee? Any Dundee United, uh, not Dundee United, Dundee oh, FC assets. Don't say that, eh? That, the Scottish Prozanecki, Charlie Adam, is definitely in my thoughts. As you said, he's involved in another thing. I think he's easily the most technically gifted player they've got. Maybe I'd get on a bit. He's still got quality, and I think they will look at a lot of things will go through with him. So even if they get beat some games, could be, they could beat two, they could, be, they could be hounded two or three one, he could be the one guy that gets a, the assist or the goal in the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm going to I'm going to pay more attention as the game start. I'm all like watch Dundee see how they set out, but I do like to look at Adam. Pretty cheap, pretty cheap midfielder as well. Is it four point one? Is that right? Four point one, four point two. Yeah, he's pretty cheap. So he's he's, a, he's an easy at the start. I think set and forget at the start. He's going to play most games as long as he's fit, and he's going to be holding a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think the kind of player he is as well. I think he's going to be a bit of a bonus point magnet too. I've got a feeling he's going to be. I also like Paul McMullen, he's even cheaper. And uh, I don't think Dundee's starts too bad. They've got that first game against like mix, It's like a mixed bag, it's not bad, it's yeah. not the worst. So you've got 15 men in your squad, so you could always rotate. And also, we know from last season that um, bench trick can be quite useful as well. to say that, if you've Adams on the bench and do the bench trick, I'm quite sure you will get a lot of points out of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so those are my two guys to watch from Dundee. Up next, Hearts, 2-0 win against Peterhead. Uh, goal scorers Gary Mackay-Steven and Boyce. Assist from Michael Smith. They had a 3-0 win against Cove Rangers. Halliday, Boyce and Gary Mackay-Stevens. Josh Ginley assist there. Uh, they lost 2-0 against Sunderland. Our old friend Aidan McGinney scored a brace. Um, but in the match report, Gary Mackay-Stevens did get a good few mentions. I think he had a few chances, but didn't quite manage to score. And then, I think it was last night, was it last night? They had a 2-0 win against Stirling Albion. Boyce and a boy called Finlay Pollock scored. Both assists came from Gary Mackay-Stevens. So, Gary Mackay-Stevens and Boyce are probably the two main targets for Hearts, would you agree? Yep, there wasn't. Boyce was always on my kind of watch list, we'll get to later. Mackay-Stevens wasn't until recently, but he's formed pretty good from pre-season. Uh, if he's on form for the conference, just remember him from Dundee United and at Celtic briefly. He's quite a tricky player. He's quite front-footed the way he goes, so I'm happy with that. Craig Gordon, another one I think, not straight away, mind you, but I think you will watch this maybe down the line, Craig Gordon, because I, I think he's short-stopping. At his age, is still tremendous, so it could be some bonus points coming in. It depends on the Hearts defence in front of him but how it sets out over the season. Exactly. You've answered my question. I was going to say, what do you think about Craig Gordon? <laughs> well, you've beat me to it. Um, so Hearts, Edinburgh rivals in Hibs. Um, they had a 5-3 win against Civil Service Strollers FC. What a name. I know. Uh, Josh O'Connor got a hat-trick. And um, also Robbie Hamilton and someone else scored, and I can't read my own writing, but I, I'm, I'm assuming this is the youth team. Trialist. Trialist. Because I've not heard of these names. Um, they had a 1-1 draw against Stoke. Scott Allen scored. Remember him from last season, mm-hmm. um, but he was injured most of the, the the season. Assist came from Jamie Murphy. Uh, a two-one win against Arsenal. 
Boyle and Daniel Mackay scored with a handling assist. They lost 1-0 to Accrington Stanley. A 4-1 win against Dunfermline. Uh, Daniel Mackay, Jamie Murphy, Stephen Bradley, Connor Young all scored. Assist came from Scott Allen and Oscar McIntyre. And they had a 3-1 win against Wraith Rovers. Nisbet, Stephen Bradley and Porteous all scored there as well. They've got the Europa Conference um, qualifier tomorrow night as well against a team called Santa Coloma. So all eyes again on that. For they're, they're from, are they from Andorra? They're a small nation, aren't they? Am I right? I think they're Tom. I, I think it should be a quite an easy game for Hibs. It's good to be watch how they how they can play attacking wise. Yeah, they've certainly had a good few pre-season games. Uh, Dunfermline are obviously a decent team from the Championship. Arsenal as well. Stoke, not bad standard there. Um, not seeing Nisbet written down too much there, but not really a big concern. We know what he can do from last mm-hmm. season. Um, are you looking at a, a Hibs triple up? I think considering that. Potentially, yeah. Start to the season. Yep, yep. I like the look of the young. Is it Macy the keeper? Is that right, Macy? Yeah. They brought him in last season, I think, because they knew that. What's his name now? Who's he? Hips keeper for last year, Marciano. Marciano. He was going to go. So he obviously was a keeper and waiting. So he's getting a new first choice keeper. So that's something my own. Uh, McGinn, I believe you took everybody at McGinn last week, Tom, with the stats and your bonus yep. point talk. So McGinn's in everybody's first team. Doig, if he stays, is a good guy. A year older, I think, be a good asset. Boiling midfield. Now, Scott Allen's back and fit, and he's over his issues and diabetes and issues. If he can, he's on top of all that. He falls the same bracket like Charlie Adam, I believe, with the whole midfield. Not all midfield, but he's, he's involved in a lot of stuff. Maybe not to the extent that Adam does because he's like the main man of the team, but he's still going to be a part of a lot of forward thinking stuff. Up front, Doidge and Nisbet if he stays. I think Nisbet will stay, but I think that's why he's not all people's teams. I think people expect yeah. Nisbet to go. So maybe that's why he's not on it. But if he did stay, for example, then I believe he's another one. I think we stayed last year. No brainer. Set and forget Nisbet for the rest of the season because if he stays and he's nailed, he's going to play every game, he's going to get his handful of his fair share of goals. Yeah, definitely. Plus, if he does go as well, it's not that big a risk because you, if he leaves the league, you get a free transfer anyway on top of your regular mm-hmm. free transfer. That's true, that's true, yeah. It's not a big gamble if he, if he was to go. If he was to go to Selic, then he might not be playing week in, week out. Yeah, so yeah. That would be a concern. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how, how I feel about Boyle. Uh, he ten, tended to get most of his goals when he was playing as a striker last season, but he might be another guy that gets a lot of bonus points. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. I'll have to see about Boyle. He's a wait and see for me, but um, Who's Hibs first game, Tom? Who they got first? Hibs have got quite a nice run. They've got Motherwell first, who I'm not too sure about this season. Uh, Ross County after that, then Dundee FC, Livingston, Hearts, St Mirren, St Johnston. See, I might bring Boyle in from the start just because that nice run, and then can also come off him because he's quite a high price point. So it doesn't yep. work out in go elsewhere. Definitely, um, and also McGinn as well. I think that covers Hibs. Livingston, they didn't really have any write-ups for the pre-season games, but they had a 3-0 win against Lincoln Redimps, a 2-0 win against Europa FC, a 3-0 win against East Stirling, and a 4-0 win against Arbroath. There was no mention of goal scorers or match reports on the website, um, but they did win against Brecon, 3-0. Tom Parks, Obelai, and Jackson Longridge all scored. Assists came from Kabir, Mullen and Alan Forrest, who we remember as a kind of cheapy option from last season. 
I'm not too sure about Livingston this season. I don't think I'm going to start with any of the players. How do you, how do you feel? I, I've also, I, I think the Rose could be off the bloom for Livingston under David Martindale. I'm going to wait and see. Was it Ogilvy? Ogilvy? How do you pronounce the boy's name? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, because I think he's a <laughs> two moin defender, potentially at positions. He could be an ice speed place holder and a, or a fifth choice. But apart from that, I'm going to have to wait and see. If they can return some of the form we done last year, when they were actually really hard to beat, and good, but I believe from January onwards, February onwards, they were, they were pretty poor. And I, yeah. I don't see it. Yeah, definitely. I did, I did notice they've kept a clean sheet in every game in the pre-season, but again... Means he hard on it. <laughs> means means nothing. It's, it's, they're, oh, they're playing, plus they're playing the first game Rangers two away. leagues below, and yeah, they're not going to. You're not going to start a Livingston player against Rangers, certainly not. Rangers and Aberdeen. I mean, that's two of the top forty. You'd say so. It's, it's, I would avoid at least to see what happens for a couple of weeks. Well, wait till, wait till we have to list our uh, league predictions. We'll find out about Aberdeen. Oh, can from my perspective. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did mention that I was a bit concerned about Motherwell. Their preseason consisted of a one-nil loss uh, against Dumbarton, a two-nil loss to Motherwell, uh, sorry Millwall, um, a one-nil win against Queens Park, and a three-two win against Queen of the South. Uh, both of those games were uh, in the Premier Sports Cup against Queens Park. In the one-nil win, Stephen Lawless was the goal scorer, and assist came from Tony Watt. Uh, when they beat Queen of the South 3-2, they were actually 2-0 down at half-time, and then they managed to secure the win with three goals in the second half, coming from Tony Watt, Ricky Lamy, and Kane Woolery. And just one assist out of that, and it came from Lawless. So Lawless has appeared twice there, and also Tony Watt. How would you feel about Motherwell's chances this season? I quite like to look at the bonus. I like Green Mountains under last year. I thought the team took over quite nicely. He's another pre-season that he's built. Some of those transfers in, and uh, so still watch and see. But I, I think we're all be a better option this year than they were last year, player wise. Right. Saying that, I'm trying to think any players on my watch list here. I've got one, so maybe I'm talking rubbish. <laughs> the, 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 I don't know. I, I just they lost a lot of players from last season. Declan Gallagher went to Aberdeen, mm-hmm. uh, Charles Dunn went to St. Mirren, Trevor Carson's away at Dundee United, Alan Campbell's away at Luton. Um, he didn't obviously provide a lot fantasy-wise, but we know him as a good player. Devante Coles went to Barnsley. Polworth, who not last season, but the season before, obviously he was good. Yep, yep. Fantasy, he was good. He got a lot of assists. Went to Kilmarnock. Uh, Chris Long forwards went to Crew. Those are kind of the names that I remember from from last season. A lot of them have gone. They're kind of just but, left with. And you saying that they weren't brilliant last season, so maybe it's not a bad thing. I mean, Alexander came in and kind of steadied the ship. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's a more wait and see for me. I think, I think there's going to be quite a few cheeky wee assets in there. We've never heard of them might come good. If he gets his way and he implements his style, we'll wait and see. Well, they brought in Liam Kelly last season from QPR. I don't know how I don't know how good he was last season, but he's, it looks like he's going to be the goalkeeper there. Mm-hmm. Um, Darryl Connors came in from Leicester City. Um, but other than that... Still, still early days, isn't it? But... Still early days, I suppose, but... The uh, it's only a, a week and a half away. Tell that to Celtic board. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ross County then five nil win against Elgin. Jordan White two goals. Callahan, uh, uh, 
talisman from Hamilton last season scored. Uh, Dominic Samuel and Matthew Wright scored. They had a game against Forfar cancelled due to COVID, and their game against Dundee, as we mentioned, cancelled due to COVID. That has been their pre-season. Is that both cup games? Is that them looking at the cup? I believe so, yeah. I don't think they're allowed to progress. So sounds like they've had a good few players with COVID. Um, they've played very little pre-season, so I don't know how Matt Sharp are going to be. How many Ross County players are you going to have in your, your team at the start of this season? Quick look and see who they're playing for. I like to look at... Well, I'm going to say Callan straight because I like Callan. Their starting's not very good. St. Johnston at home, Hibs, Rangers, Aberdeen and Celtic. I mean, that's probably the kind of worst start you could probably ask for. You're looking for form teams yeah. and big teams. Uh, Malky Mackay, for all his shortcomings, I think they're a very good coach. Mm-hmm. So... I will be watching again to see how he gets teams. He seems to have good, good contacts thing as well. He's brought a few young players up on loan from Premiership teams, who I believe are must be guaranteed first team football. So another could be cheap ways into these teams that are potentially to play all the time. Uh, so wait and see. Not touching at the start. Not a chance at it. But like I said, though, have to wait and see. Three or four weeks in, and if somebody stands out, then you can jump on them then. Because after three or four weeks, obviously the fixtures will turn a wee bit slightly. And if then you can see if they're going to be progress much after that. Yeah. Yourself, any players? None. Yeah, I thought I'd be None. the case. Don't. No chance. <laughs> uh, St. Johnston then. Um, again, another team that's had not a lot of pre-season. They had a 1-1 draw against Preston North End. Uh, it was a Wotherspoon goal. And he also missed a penalty in that game. They could have won. And as mentioned previously, a 0-0 draw against Aberdeen. Oh, St. Johnston obviously bagged the... Uh, Got the double last season, the two cups. Uh, they have a very good start this season as well. They've got Ross County, Motherwell, Dundee United, St Mirren, and then it kind of goes a bit downhill where they have Rangers, Aberdeen, and Hibs. Mm-hmm. We can in a Team row there. Five onwards, yeah. Are you going to start with any St Johnston? How are you feeling about Potentially, them? Potentially, yeah. I like Rooney. Yeah. Good attacking right back. Is it right back he plays? Am I going daft? Is he playing right back, Rooney? Right back, yeah. Aye. Yeah, I like Rooney. Could potentially be one of the starts. Uh, it's Price and what? I'm going to... They're, they're, not, they're not off it, because if they keep their team together, which he's, he's trying to do, then I think they could be a right good team next year again. I know last year's going to be really, really hard to emulate, I think, because of his team they had, but if, if he can get them going again... Have they brought any players in? Any players of note in? I don't think so. So I've not really heard any rumbles about St. Johnson improving their squad, so... They brought in James Brown, the defender from Motherwell, <laughs> but they brought that... <laughs> I think he was already there, and they just made the loan to permanent for an undisclosed right. fee. Scott Tanzer's left. Uh, Guy Mohammed's gone. Craig Conway's gone. Who's Conway? I like, I like Craig Conway. he end up at... Not he doesn't say so. I'm guessing he's a free agent. Um... Scott Tanzer went to St Mirren. That's all the kind of standout names from last season. Glenn Middleton, his loan ended from Rangers. That's about well, it, really. There's still a good squad. Double cup winners. They're no mugs. They're no mugs. So one, maybe two, and then can I watch to see how they develop under Davis in the second season? Yeah. I remember from last week, Ali McCann looked not too bad for potentially bonus. Um, Why? Well, that's right. Alan Cannon was good for the tackles, Tom, I believe. Tackles, yeah. And he's fairly high up for interceptions as well. So he could be a bit of a bonus point magnet. And he, I don't think he's too expensive for a 
a midfielder, and I'm sure. I'm sure there's one of the defenders as well. I think it might be in Kerr that was reasonably mm-hmm. high up for, um, obviously, the various aspects of the game that are going to be awarded with points. I'm sure he was all right as well. So a couple of options there, should you want to go ahead. Um, sticking with the Saints then, we've got St. Mirren. They had a 3-1 win against Ayr Henderson. Remember from last season, Lee Erwin scored and Dennis scored in that team. They had a 3-0 win awarded against Dumbarton because Dumbarton were unable to fulfil the fixture. Uh, they had a 1-0 win against Dunfermline. Curtis Main, formerly of Aberdeen last season, scored the goal assist, came from Greg Kilty, formerly of Kilmarnock last season. Um, and then last night they had a 3-1 win against Stenhouse Muir. Curtis Main scored again. Um, Christian Dennis scored, Lee Irwin again, and assist came from Cameron McPherson and again, Another assist from Greg Kilty there. I remember from last season, obviously St. Mirren finished quite high, but they didn't really have a talisman. There was not really a sort of standout player. You could you could maybe argue McGrath. But... They, tr- they tried to get Brophy and then just straight away. Remember if you yeah. come on up and that was him out for the season? Um, McGrath was decent for penalties. He had a good spell and then I think he maybe scored a couple of times, kind of topped that up and then kind of went off the boil again towards the end of the season. Do you think Curtis Main or Greg Kilty could kind of step up to the plate, or do you think someone from last season is maybe going to? See, I've, I, I like Anik, the keeper. I've also had him in my short list. Don't we? I had a couple of places with me last year. They signed me. They've, they've now got a right, squ- a right solid squad for the league. Also, going to try to take it a bit further. They finished. Did they finish six last year? Yeah, they just yeah. So it was a close one, but they finished six. Yep. Yeah, they probably went for that again. Decent squad together. You said Curtis Main up front. Okay striker, decent striker. If mm-hmm. Brophy's fit, he's an ex-Scotland cap. I mean, if he can get fit and get back to his best, he could be, maybe a cheap option down the line. I, I kind of like the look at I like Goodwin's tactics to be a place. He seems to be a quite progressive thing manager. If he changes changes it in-game as well sometimes. He's no good to make subs, which isn't good for fantasy, mind you. But uh, St. Man could be a sleeper team, I think, who could do particularly well in the... Maybe Ocean again, like Kilty or two or three assets of the team again come game week five, game week six, depending yeah. on how you play. Another team that have maybe a good starting fixture playing Dundee, but then they've got Hearts, Celtic, and St Johnston after that. Dundee United as well. Um, I don't remember them having too much success with Dundee United last season, then Hibs and then Aberdeen. So, not a great start. So, perhaps an opportunity to kind of keep an eye on the players and see who stands out amongst the, the buddies. Um, that's just covered all the teams that's it good okay Tom that was once again very very informative I'm sure you'll get lots of plaudits for that on the Twitter community <laughs> right we'll go to our watch list right so this is basically what, who we have got sitting ready to pick from before our first week draft right so we'll just do it position by position if you get any thoughts on the player you mentioned the reason why on your list you can say it if not for it's, if it makes normal sense just leave it so I'll do Gunnar first, right? He's set me up. So he's got Celtic goalkeeper situation. I mean, yep. assuming who's going to be nailed, they'll go for there. He's got Segrist, he's got Gordon, and he's got Xander Clark. Right? I have got Segrist as well, Xander Clark, Macy for Hibs, McGregor for Rangers. The reason for that is I think it might be an even cheaper way at the Rangers defence if you don't want to go nailed into Barisic and Tavernier. And Anik Fissenman. So that's my goalkeeper's watch list. What about yourself? Who have you got to add to that? Um, 
to add to that, I'd say oh, Craig Gordon. I'll just be a go. Sorry, um, Craig Gordon. I'd say just because we're familiar with him, having played for Celtic, he's not done yet, and perhaps he could be good for for some save points. He faces Celtic first. Um, Celtic are a team in transition just now. Then the, he's got St Mirren. Aberdeen struggled to score towards the end of last season. Dundee United as well. Hibs are maybe a tricky one. Ross County and Livingston, not too bad. So I quite like them. Seagrist, obviously, because of his performances last season. But Dundee United face Aberdeen, then Rangers, then St Johnston. And he's quite, he's quite pricey and always three million. So he's a lot more expensive. Yeah. So it's, it's a tricky one to start off with. I think Xander Clark probably has the best start. Um, I, I kind of fancy... I know I said, I think I said Seagrist in that um, <laughs> experts draft. Beans all the time, but, though. Um, that was that was obviously just for game week one. But mm-hmm. thinking you've got to think long term in this game. You don't get a wild card every week, so I think probably uh, Xander Clark's going to be um, the, the better option to start off with. At least, are you going to say and forget a goalkeeper? Or are you going to just watch a fixture run? Are you going to keep a keeper and leave him, and that's it? Like Unless FPO kind of still. My intention would be just to set and forget because there's only so much a goalkeeper is going to return. But mm-hmm. if we remember from last season FPL where Martinez just went crazy and he was making all these saves and he was getting all the bonus points and he was saving a couple of penalties makes every, sense to jump. every month, then it makes sense to jump. But other than that, he's probably going to be a, that's probably going to be a set and forget position. I'm the same. I'm Xander Clark and uh, Anik. There is a two set and forget keepers. I think pretty cheap and. Just leave them and hopefully they play most games and they get a fair share of bonus points and clean sheets. Yeah. Right, move to defence then. So mm-hmm. Gunnar, I'll start with Gunnar. So you get triple Rangers. So I'm assuming any combination of the three of them. Yep. Uh, McGinn, Sporla. I think he's prick. It says, I've seen the Canadian fan accounts, rumours he might believe in the club. If he doesn't leave him playing actually in defence this year. Mulgrew, Doig, Rooney, and Mackenzie Faberdeen. So I've got Welsh for Celtic. I've got the same Rangers back three combination. I've got him, but I can see a Katic and Patterson, but that's going to be a wait and see. I heard Katic maybe going on loan somewhere, so if he was on loan, he's pretty cheap to be nailed. Patterson, if Gerard changes his formation, I've got Mulgrew, McGinn, Doig, Rooney, and Mackenzie. So who's your defensive watch list, Tom? Um, all of the above. Uh, did we say McGinn? Yeah, McGinn. Yeah. Uh, Rooney or one of the St Johnston kind of standouts from last season. Charlie Mulgrew's on the watch list because of his set-piece threat. Um, possibly Doig as well, if he's, if he's getting starts. Other than that, I'm not too sure. I'm kind of keeping an eye out and seeing who's set like a siding. Obviously, currently it's the youth squad that's making up most of the defence. So I'd imagine there's probably going to be a few signings there. We've kind of got to see what type of player they are, what kind of price they come in at as well. I mean, we mentioned Abada there, if he starts... 4.8, could we get another sort of cheap option? Depends how the game prices them up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be an interesting option as well. Okay, in the midfield, Gunnar has Boyle, Hedges. Of course he's got Hedges. Huh. Celtic midfield with eyes. I'm assuming he likes the Celtic midfield. So that's McGregor, Turnbull and Forrest. The new guy, I believe he means a Japanese guy. Hedges, I don't know why he's trying his name. Uruhashi. Well done, Tom. I think he may come in the game as a striker, I don't think he's a midfielder. I think he would play as a striker if he was, yeah. if he, if he was going to play. Uh, McGrath, Adam and Mackay-Steven. 
I have got Davis for Rangers, Kent Rangers, McGregor Turnbull for Celtic, Alan Hibbs, Adams Dundee, Callaghan Boyle, and sneakily going to keep an eye on Scott Brown at Aberdeen. Yourself? Um, Paul McMullen at Dundee United, Charlie Adam, Gary Mackay Stevens at Hearts, Boyle. I don't know if I'll start with him in the team, but I'll keep an eye, see what his situation is. As again, any of the Celtic signings because again they're a team in transition. Kent, Aribo, those boys at Rangers, probably keep an eye on them as well. I'm probably going to start with two Rangers defenders and Roof, but if Roof's maybe injured or he's not returning as I like, then I could switch into a Rangers midfielder, so that's a possibility as well. Okay, oh shit, I'll come off his play page here. So, strikers, you go first on because I'm off of his page. Who's your strikers? Uh, Roof, Nisbet, Boyce, I like um, St. Johnson have a good start, but we don't know who is going to who's going to be the kind of regular um, starter there because they've got Stevie May, they've got Calm Hendry, mm-hmm. uh, they've got Calm Hendry, and who's the third one again? Kane. Just Kane. Kane. Yeah, that's right. So they're all fairly cheap options. Probably a decent third striker option, but we need to see who's going to start. So. Again, they're on the, my watch list as well. Obviously, Ramirez and Jet too for Aberdeen. See how they get on. And also Fashion Sakala at Rangers. Uh, he did. A, he had a good season last season for Oostend in Belgium. Morelos could be out the door. There's talk of him going to Porto. I don't know where that leaves Roof and Itten, but they've obviously brought this new boy in as well. See what the situation is with him. So keep an eye on him early doors too. Right, I've got Nisbet, Ajete, Rodriguez, Ruth, Boyce, and Brophy. As I mentioned before, I think if he, if he get back to home, it could be good. And Gunnar's got Nizzy, Nisbet, Boyle. I think he means Boyce, yeah. Boyce. It, it does mean Boyce. Ramirez, Jet situation he's got here. What? Celtic striker, if and when Eddie's away. So, pretty much covered all that as well. So, we'll move on to. Questions, Lisa, else to add to watch list? Happy with that? I'm oh, quite happy with that. Right, let's go to questions then. Right, first question is from FPL Maz. So, not fantasy related, but we'd love to know your guys' predictions for League 1 to 12. So, I'm going to start with Gunnar here, Tom, because he sent me, he's not here, but he sent me Derek. Where is he? Right, he's got from bottom to top Ross County. Livingston, Dungeon United, Dundee, Motherwell, St Mirren, St Johnson, Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen, Celtic, and Rangers. So, what about your league position? Bottom to top, yep. Uh, So, finishing bottom, I've got Ross County, uh, then Motherwell, then Dundee United, then St Mirren, then Livingston, then Dundee FC. In sixth place, I've got Aberdeen. I've got Hearts at fifth, St. Johnston fourth, Hibs third, Rangers second, and Selick first. Ah, the old tap rule in the head there, Tom. I like it. <laughs> I like that pause for drama as well. <laughs> right, I have got 12th Livy, Dundee, Dundee United, Ross County, Hearts, St. Mirren, St. Johnston, Motherwell, Aberdeen, 
Hibs, Celtic, and then Rangers. There you go. Subject to change, obviously. That's it. Yeah, it's hard to say at this right. stage. Next question is from Daniel HFC. It's Dan Hibs, by the way. Underscore 875. Best strikers to have. Tom, so give us just give us two, right? You get two strikers, give me two strikers you have. Um Nisbet and Boyce. I would say going on absolutely nothing. <laughs> Nisbet and Ramirez. Yep. Next question is from Brian at Blaze Attack. This is ties into your Tom time. Should we putting much stock into League Cup lineups? It depends on the team. Um, those teams that haven't played too many pre-season friendlies, I'd imagine that they are maybe going to use these cup games to kind of get, even though it's a competitive game within the cup, they're going to still use these games as an opportunity to kind of get people up to scratch up the fitness. So probably not. Um, I think we're, I don't think we're going to really know the nailed lineups for a lot of these teams until the league actually starts. Which is why, when setting up a fancy team, you're always wanting to get nailed on starters. Um, I think that sh- should be the bench, so your starting point for any sort of fancy team, nailed on starters. So I wouldn't put much stock into it at all. But it really depends on the team. Yep, I like it for seeing who's involved in the squad. You can have a rough idea of who's going to be there or thereabouts. Especially looking into it, if you look two players left back and one's playing most games, you're thinking, well, this guy's probably going to be nailed. Not guaranteed, but he's probably going to be nailed. And take it from there. Right, next question is from Christine Blyfen. And who are the must-have premium premium players? So again, let's go for three. Um, Tav, Goldson and Nisbet. Right. Tavernier. If he stays, Edward. And midfield, I'm going to say Boyle. I think Boyle will finish the top. Third or fourth top goal scoring, I think. Boy, will finish there. You reckon, eh? Yeah. He's in a new contract as well, so it's no kind of change. It's going to be exactly the kind of manager. They obviously like Spoil, so I can see that one. And the last question is from Callum. Callum underscore football. Is Patterson worth the risk? So I'm assuming that's the right back from Rangers Patterson. Probably not, no. Not at this stage in the game, anyway. Yep, I agree. He's not the risk right now, but I believe he's a wait and see because if they bring him into the team at some point and he stays there, he's really, really cheap way to range of defence. And then if you've Tavernier as well, if you're playing further up, you have an out of position Tavernier. But again, it's going to be doing when it happens, European games, league games, they're going to be nailed all the time. Is it going to be cut off for certain games? So it will be just to watch and see. Yeah. Right, Tom, that takes on to the cup. So... There's 32 teams, Invitational, John Guthrie Cup, two-legged affair, game week one is the first leg, game week two is the second leg, I'll go through the rules quickly. It's over 10 game weeks, if there's a, a result in a tie, it goes to goals, then it goes to assists, and now because of a new system, we'll go to bonus points, so if the chance, if both these teams have the exact same scores, that's how we'll differentiate it. and then after that, we'll meet for a head together, but I'm sure, we've not had an issue yet, that's went to the fourth tie, off, is it tiebreaker Tom, so... I yeah, think we'll be yeah. fine. So, take it away, Tom. 1-32, to pick a number, and I'll tell you who it is and how they got in the cup. 32. 
Number 32 is Samuel Mack 05, who was Gunnar's entry well card in the cup for doing the competition on the caption. And number seven. Number seven is Liberty 95, who is one of our quarterfinals of the Half-Hour Fantasy Cup. Very good. Are they playing each other? Yes. Yep. Next draw? Yep. Uh, 23. 23 is FPL Royalty, who is in the Titans chat. Set up the Titans League for this year's cup, uh, season, I believe, as well. We'll play number 16. Is James Elaprin, Titan as well, and co-creator of the Champions Manager fantasy game. Uh, number 31. Is Owen FPL, who I believe Tom won your competition, is that right? That's right. Yep. Uh, number 13. Is FPL Haggis? I mentioned the Titans chat. Um, number one. Is Peter of Fantasy Half? <laughs> 27. Ooh, is FPL Panda of FPL Happier, that podcast that I guest on during Euros? Oh, yeah. Uh, number 18. No, number 18 is Skush2605, who was the winner of the Cup, was in the Comp Fantastic, so he's a champion, he's got form, quarterfinals winner, 18, Skush. Um, 24. Is taking on Big John, number 8, who is also a quarterfinalist of the Hartford Fantasy Cup from last year. Uh, 29. 29 is Darren Snedden, who was the first person to do direct messages after the competition got around, so he was fastest finger. Uh, 15. 15 is Football Pod Scobie. 21. 21 is FPL Thomas from the Man on FPL Podcast. 9. Is Ard McLennan, who are, again is another one of the quarterfinals of our third fantasy podcast cup. Number three. Our very own Gunnar. FPL Gunnar. 25. Is Toynton 93, who's another one of our quarterfinalists of the cup. Number 11. Number 11 is Hoofball Podcast Hamish. Number 20. Is the Scottish Fantasy Football Community Podcast Harry. That new point has started. Number 2. Is the FFS Scout Tom. Number 10. Is Hoofball Podcast Hugh. Number 4. Number 4 is FPL Irons. Number 26. 
is Hesky Bowl, Elite Seal. Number 22. Is FF Baz, another one of our quarterfinalists. Number 12. Is the last of the Hoofball Boys, Hoofball, Hoofball Podcast Boys, Ben. Number 14. Number 14 is Football Pod John. Number 17. Is Bo who is another one of our quarterfinals of the cup? 28. 28. Is Nick Hagee another one of our quarterfinalists? Uh, five. Is Sutty. FPL Iron Sutty. If it's Iron Sutty. Four left. Eight. Eight is FPL Maz. Nineteen. Is Scottish Fantasy Football Community Podcast Thomas. I think that just leaves six and thirty. Yep, so six is FPL Bobag, FPL Eagles versus Donny, 1977, who was a competition for me. So that concludes the draw of the first round of the John Guffrey Invitational. Ties will be completed game week one and game week two. Oh, Two-legged affair. Two-legged affair, yep. Not so last of the 10 rounds. Happy with that, Tom? Yeah, after that. I will get this up later with the proper rounds of the season we've got. But I think that's us finished then. So do you want to get a plug in before we head off? Yeah, I am at FFS underscore Scout. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, I'm starting to get more active now as the season begins. So uh, hit me up. You catch Gunnar at FPL underscore Gunnar. Catch me at Fantasy Half. Haven't asked in a while, so if you fancy giving us a review, give us a review on your podcast provider, gives us help and some more exposure. And next week we'll be back with as close as I think we're going to have to our drafts for the first game week. Also, now it's got double edged sword of the first game week and the cup week at the same time. So, great help oh, quick. Yeah. Are you fall by the wayside? Bragging rights is the same time, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. I'll be working on my team all week. Right, okay. Thanks for listening. Say goodbye, Tom. Bye-bye. Right, it's bye for me as well. Cheers. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 